to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, Psalms 82.6 declares that we are the sons of God, children of the Most High God. Declares that we are God's children of the Most High God. Psalms 115 and 16 declares that the heavens, even the heavens, belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the children of men. He has given us, he has given it to the children of men. And of course, women is implied with the man. Because in the book of Genesis, it is revealed that male and female created he, them, right? He, he had them to be one. He had one in mind when he created male and female. Sometimes in, in, in we say, Christianity or, or religion or belief, the woman has felt left out. She's felt like she's been on the back burner and the man has to do everything and the man is responsible for everything and the man has to say so and where's the say so for the women? But God always had the woman in mind. It was the tempter. It was the adversary that twisted things and perverted things and made women feel left out, made them feel suppressed, subjugated, worthless, like they didn't matter. But my point is, is that we come from God, right? He created us, and he created the earth to be a habitation for his glory. Amen. A habitation for his glory. And he has given us the whole earth as an inheritance because he's just that good. He's created the sun, the moon, the stars, Everything that we see, everything that we cannot see, everything that we cannot comprehend, he has created it all. Primarily, it has created it for us to enjoy. So I'm going to be talking tonight about Jesus and the heirs of God. Jesus and the heirs of God. We serve an awesome, mighty, and majestic God. The scripture implores us to be just like him. We will bear and manifest his characteristics for his glory and honor. And yes, we are the sons and daughters of God, as Romans 8, 19 points out. The scripture says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Now, what this means is that a man, a godly man, because you have to have the revelation coming from the word because the word has declared that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So it's meaning that his grandchildren, he has his grandchildren in mind when he goes to work every day. Not just his needs, not just his wife's needs, not just his children's needs, but now he's, he's looking past that. He's looking toward the grandbabies, the next generation, and these generations of righteousness in which he is going to be raising up. 
I was sharing with my wife the other day, and we were talking about a subject of like manner. And I told her we had, such, I had, you know, uh, planned something, you know, God forbid something happens to me. She would have this, you know, X amount of dollars, thousands of dollars, and th the children would have this thousands of dollars. And I know it's not enough, especially when things cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? So I'm working on building more to provide for her, to provide for my offspring, and to provide for their offspring. So that's part of my purpose in life as being a father. A father's going to provide. A, a father's going to look at his offspring and the offspring that they produce to further uh, their cause. And not only in my passing or my, my going on to greater glory, but what am I doing now? The plans that I have for right now, today, as well. We talk about and share things as such. So if we can be providential, how much more can our Heavenly Father be providential? Much more. For he's the, he's the giver of every perfect gift, and every perfect gift comes from him. He is the Father of lights. There's no darkness in our Lord. There's no shadow of turning in our Father. And every perfect gift comes from him. Uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Revelations 5 and 11. And uh, I ask the brothers to, I want to bring up a, a picture to help set the atmosphere because I like, I like, uh, I've shared with you guys before, I, I just like uh, graphics and stuff like that, um, pictures and, and art. I think art is beautiful, you know, and uh, I just happen to believe that even though the artistry is amazing, I could probably never draw something like that, um, but when we actually see heaven, it's going to be uh, absolutely breathtaking. So here in this passage of Scripture, John the Revelator, John the prophet of God, as revealed by the angel of the Lord, he's describing heaven. He's describing a sea of angels. And this is right after the ascension of Jesus Christ, after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, after Jesus has defeated Satan on the cross of Calvary, and after his ascension to greater glory. So verse 11 says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in the heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power 
be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. So here, this passage of Scripture, just don't, be, just don't happen to believe that it was written for Jesus. I believe that it was written for the sons and daughters of God. For every Scripture, every uh, passage of Scripture is good for the edifying of our souls. Amen? So he's wrote this scripture for us to edify us. But what is he saying? What is he trying to reveal to us, the sons and daughters of God? Being the fact that Christ was worthy to receive. There goes that word again, to receive. We've heard that word uh, by Patrick. And we all know that it means lambano. He received he received power. He received riches. I thought he was already rich. Yeah, he received riches. It was bestowed upon him. He received strength. He received honor. He received glory. He received blessings. Hmm. What is that saying to the kingdom believer? Back to what he said, Jesus Christ, in Luke 10 and 32. Behold, I have given you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. But here, he received power. After the ascension, after the defeat of Satan, he received power. What is it saying to us? He received honor. He received glory. You can keep your finger there, and then we'll go to, I want to go to um, Romans. Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to come back to Revelations 12. But Romans 8, uh, the Apostle Paul points out. Let's go to Romans. Eight and 17. It's talking about sonship here. Verse 17, and if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, Christ, if so be that ye will suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So that word or that phrase joint heirs means Everything Christ receives, we receive in the word. So that's your legal right to everything you see that's bestowed upon Christ. 
It belongs to you because of his goodness. You are joint heir with God. You are joint heir with God. Everything he has, we have. So if you look at uh, Revelation once again, 5 and 12, where it says worthy, what did he receive? He received power. Another word for power is the anointing of God, right? Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. That's the anointing. That's what moves the devil out of the way. It's not us per se. But our belief in the anointing, our confidence in the anointing, our, our ability not to uh, waver or doubt, that, that enhances the, and that causes the anointing to work. Do you follow? If you're doubting, you see, a double-minded man is, is unstable in all its ways and cannot receive. You see what I'm saying? So you're, you're like frustrating the grace of God. But this is the purpose of preaching and teaching. It's going to deepen our level of understanding. And, and then when that comes, we get bolder in faith and bolder. And we go from one level of glory to another level of glory. Because we've heard it preached. We, we've heard it taught. But power, the anointing, the, the burden removing, the yoke destroying power of God. We all possess it because we are heirs of God. We are heirs. And this book was written for us to reflect, to meditate, to grab a hold of, and to ponder. It's like, man, this is a glorious gospel. It's, it's absolutely mind-blowing. And I share with, with believers, different believers, is that my mind is blown. When you believe this book, it's just like, it's just incredible, you know? And, and it, to help you with your believer, I don't think America would exist if it hadn't been for believers in Jesus Christ, America in itself. And I know that's a big statement, but if you trace the history, there were believing people that came to America and, and had a vision for America, and it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. I, be, I believe that with all my heart. And, and Jesus had a word for me, uh, sharing that with me as well at a point in my life. But, you know, we talk about proof. You know, wh where's the proof? Where's the evidence? You know, we want, you know, you see it here in the book. You see churches up. You see people going to church. You see so many things, you know, uh, sets, Israel doing worship and stuff. And then people, you know, they still want proof. Instead of getting along with, you know, by themselves uh, in the prayer time and just seeking God, seeking direction from the Lord, and letting the Lord begin to speak to them. And they'll, they will find it. They will find his voice. And they will know. Scripture says that, that my sheep hear my voice. And they will not fall, follow another. So we have power. We have the, the yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of the anointing of God. That's why Jesus Christ... He was called the anointed one, the anointed one and his anointing. So you can also call yourself the anointed one and your anointing. Amen. Yeah. You know, when you have this kind of revelation, there's no there's no more bad days. There's no reason to have a bad day. You know, you just you're stepping off of faith. 
You're stepping off of what the word says about you and I and what Christ has revealed here in this book. And he wrote this letter. He wrote, he wrote this testament for us because he know we would, we would have those days and to where we just, man, I don't feel like, I mean, your word says this. I mean, about me, really? What about the other people? Why don't they believe? And, you know, you start making up all these excuses and stuff like that. But if you just take it at face value, it's what it says. And, it, and, and the scriptures, just like we, we looked in, in Romans 8, 17, there's another one in Galatians 4 and 6, that we are the heirs of God. It says it over and over again. It talks about an inheritance that we have. God has given us every spiritual blessing pertaining to, to godliness and life, which is the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom of God. Right. The kingdom of God. He's given us peace. He's given us eternal life. All these things belong to the sons and daughters of God. They are our inheritance. And the reason why a father wants to give an inheritance to his kids, to his offspring, so that they are successful. He ensures their success by giving them an inheritance. He knows what they need before they even ask. The father knows that, hey, I know you're going to need it. You know, I want to make sure you have more than enough. I want to I want to see you successful. I want to see you walk in truth. I want to see you walk in light because I love you. It's all rooted in his love for us. That's why he can create. He can create the, the, the oceans and he can create the trees and the different type of trees and the different type of plants and the different type of flowers and the different type of animals and on and on and on. So we'd be studying forever trying to figure out how he did it all because he's infinite. He's an infinite daddy. He's amazing. And we haven't even left the earth. But now, thanks to modern technology, we can look at the, the telescopes and we can see universes and vast universes. And it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just nonstop. It has no ending. It's going to take literally forever to find it and uncover it all. Amen. Amen. So there in uh, chapter 12, it just lists and then. You will really bless yourself if you would take time, if we take the time, and we're taking time now, um, to, to go through these things, the, the, the different ones that it highlights. The first one he, he, we touched on with uh, the anointing, and then it says riches. Uh, our God is rich, period. You know, There's no apologizing for it. There's not trying to be shameful about it. Our God, we serve a rich God. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, okay? I'll tell it on a mountaintop. He owns the cattle on a thousand. He's not a poor God. He made everything. He owns everything. It's just, just that, that simple. It's man that hoards everything. I think uh, the figure is something like about 5% of the population of the whole world, most of them have all the wealth. They're greedy. They hoard everything. They take everything from God's sons and daughters. Okay, just a small percentage of 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 the earth's population. They have mo they're controlling everything. Right. Where where everybody, you know, they just can't have basic needs. They can't have uh, clean drinking water in many parts of the earth, which is which is terrible. But our God, we serve a rich God. He's not a poor God. Uh, the silver and gold belongs to him. Amen. And. Being about our father's business every day, building his kingdom uh, and, and being kingdom believers, 
we're not going to be poor very, if you are poor, you're not going to be poor very long. Because this word, as it states before, wisdom is another part of our inheritance. Wisdom. So when you have wisdom, God is going to show us the right decisions to make. You know, where to work, where to buy a house, um, what stocks to buy. He's going to help guide our decisions, who to marry. Amen. He's going to show us certain things like that. Yeah, he's going to show us. The wisdom of God is the voice of God. And as sons of, God, sons of God, God is going to speak to you. You know, and I think that that happened to uh, Samuel as a prophet when he was a little boy. And he was learning how to hear the voice of God, right? You guys remember the story? Training. Eli was train, training him up. Eli was a high priest. And... God just started talking to Samuel while he was in bed. And uh, he scared him at first, right? He said, you know, I heard a voice. And he says, go back to bed, basically. And then he came into Samuel's room again. He said, it, it, it keeps talking to me. And, and Samuel said, just answer, say, uh, Lord, your servant heareth. And then he was able to receive, right? So, the more we make ourselves available and we make this thing, we make him real. We make God a reality. We, we, we take him seriously. That's the only requirement for God to really have a relationship with you is that you take him serious. Because if you take him serious, if I take him serious, he's going to take us serious. Amen? It's just that simple. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get grandiose words or anything like that, but there'll be main, mainly words to help guide you. I was, uh, I was um, putting a little decorations up on, uh, on our house and uh, got Tasha involved, and, and uh, she, was, she was liking what I did so far. And I said, you know what? I can't light these two little fixtures up. I think it was the Christmas tree and the deer. I says I need a, another. I said I need another connector, and it was a, uh, it was just a little power strip, right? A connector, three-part connector. Yeah, I said connector or or splice. I called it a splice. I didn't say power strip, right? So she was like, "What are you talking about? Well, how how long are we gonna have to wait?" So I saw the urgency <laughs> in her, right? I said, "Oh man, it's one of these things. I better get this thing working tonight." Cause it was late at night, and I was out there, you know fooling around with these lights and stuff like that. We finally put lights up on the house. And uh, so I said, I know I had one of those. I know I had one of those. So I had put one away because I used to work on uh, alarm systems. I had tucked one in my car. So I went to my car, into the back of the car, looking for the splice, looking for the, the power strip. And I had a light, you know, that comes in on in a hatchback, right? And... Uh, I was looking, looking, looked under some stuff. It wasn't there. So the Lord says, go back and look again, right? This time, grab your phone. Turn the light on with your phone. You got a light, but it ain't enough light. Grab the, grab the light with your phone. This is wisdom, all right? Small task, but again, in your daily life, right, to make peace in your home. Turn the light on on your phone and then look for it. So it was back toward the far right, like tucked under something. But the light helped guide me and allowed me to see. Yeah. Amen? So 
you know, things like wisdom, things like power, the anointing, that's going to grace our life, help make our life easier. Once our life gets easier, gets free, um, we're, we're pleasant to be around because we're enjoying life, we're having victory out of life, then people are going to want to be around us. Amen. Right? All right. Because we have an inheritance because we have a father that truly does love us. So no longer should we uh, be meditating on the fact that, you know, I don't have enough. God doesn't love me. Uh, God is not on my side. God is against me. We, we don't talk like that in Treasure Coast Victory Center. Amen. Because that's not what we're taught here. Um, in terms of uh, what Tasha taught last week about character, um, you know, the anointing will help develop character in your life. Because, you know, you won't, you'll have integrity. You won't, you won't lie. You know, you're going you're gonna to stick to the word. You're going to stick to the truth. You're going to be responsible. The anointing in your life is going to make you do that. And true character is uh, doing, uh, being true to yourself while no one else is looking. That's having true character. You know, that's having integrity. You're the same. You're consistent. You're the same way over and over again, each and every day. And if you're not, you know, if you're not, then you just, you know, you just rely on the Lord. You rely on the Lord for his uh, protection, for his anointing, and realize that you're, you know, you're asking for grace in certain areas in order to uh, become that person of integrity. Amen? Uh, Pastor Tom said uh, Sunday that the anointing is the most important thing in our life, so we have to we have to protect the anointing. We have to realize it's there. We have to do the things that's going to preserve the anointing on our life. Amen. So we got the power of God. We got the wisdom of God. So verse 2, what else does it say? We talked about riches. We know. We, we don't serve a poor God. We know he's rich. He's, he's, he's about abundance. And he wants his people living in abundance. He, he wants his people... Um, uh, flourishing and in, in good things and uh, not lacking anything. All right, verse 12, we covered riches, wisdom, and strength. All right, so strength. Let's go to Romans 8 once again. We're talking about strength. Now, the thing about strength and realizing that our Father is all-powerful you know, he's our source. He's omnipotent. He's the Lord of armies. He's the Lord of angel armies. As we read in Revelations, uh, 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So that tells me innumerable amount of, ar uh, of angel armies. God's, God's army that's sent forth to be... Uh, emissaries of the, the saints of salvation. So they're there to serve us and to make sure that his kingdom comes to pass. But if we go to Romans 8 and 11, that's a, that's a familiar passage of scripture. And I'm going to read. Can we put that uh, that scripture up, um, Pat? 
that's that's the last one, the Revelations 5 and 12, where it outlines it for the believers. Okay, there it is. Eight and eleven. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwelleth in you. I'm going to read that again. But if the spirit of him, the spirit of him, which is the Holy Spirit, that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, the Spirit of God dwells in all of us. We are born after the Spirit of God. That's the, the whole meaning of being born again. John 3 and 3 teaches we must be born again to inherit the kingdom of God. We must be born after the Spirit of God. Born after the Spirit of Jesus Christ, not born after Adam because all in Adam died. That's what the Scripture teaches in, in Romans chapter 5. Around the 12th verse, all in Adam died, but all will come to eternal life in Jesus Christ. So here it's saying that the spirit of him. So we're, that's our spirit, man. We're, we're, we're a triune being. We're, we have a spirit, a soul and a body. But our spirit never tires, even though that we, you know, we may feel worn out sometimes. The spirit wants to go 100 miles per hour and wants to climb a thousand foot mountain. Yep. And the spirit will wear the body out. That's why you got to We have to as saints of God, we have to take care of the body. We can't we can't exist on a diet with with twi Twinkies and soda. There's nothing wrong with Twinkies and soda. I love them just like the next man. But you can't you can't. <laughs> Chrissy's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, me, yeah, 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 me. I'm like, oh, I'll eat that Twinkie in, in about 10 seconds flat. But you can't consist on a diet of Twinkies and soda. So each believer must study. You must study food, what's good for you, because every one of us are a little bit different. We're all different ages, different sizes, different metabolisms. So get, take some time to know yourself. Take some time to know what works for you, amen? So that spirit could, could, could magnify and generate and go. You know, and you'd be such great use for, for God's work in advancing his kingdom because you have, you have strength. God knows we need strength to do this work. If you don't think you need strength, you're kidding yourself. I can remember, I can remember still, and still some days, I'm, I'm, I leave the house at 6 o'clock. I don't get home to 10 or 11. Not boasting or bragging or anything like that. I want to get out of that lifestyle soon. You know what I'm saying? But I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what it, whatever it takes to, to take and, you know, keep and preserve my family by God's grace. Keeping God's first. Seeking first the kingdom of God. But at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't kid anybody. You know, if I've been through it, then more than likely somebody else is going to be be, uh, have to go through it or has experienced it. Hopefully not. You know, 
But uh, in this life, you know, the Lord has, he says it, you're going to need strength. You're going to need some power to get this work done. You know, we, we, because there's an enemy here. There's an enemy here. And he's about taking ground. He's about taking territory. And the apostolic anointing that's on this church, that's on Pastor Tom's life, it's about, it's about taking over. Because he's go, he goes fully immersed into the word of God. Teaching the gifts. Teaching about the flow of the anointing. Teaching about the moves of the spirit of God. Teaching on the laying of hands. You know, the, the, the joy, the laughter, the outbreaks, all of it, all of it belongs to us. You know, people get offended. Well, they just need to grow up a little bit more. That's all that is to it. That's all it is. We are, you know, we're all on certain levels and, and we're all still growing. Amen. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it's going to be when you when you're next to a God who's infinite in wisdom and power. Yeah. You got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's why I used that word last time I talked about. I talked about humility. Humility is a beautiful attribute of God. And it talks about that in Philippians 2. It, 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 it's an attribute to where you have to have it in order to get people delivered and get them to see the, the beauty of the Lord. You know, it's not like a false humility. It's, got, it's like it comes with a revelation of knowing the meekness of God, the lowliness, the, 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 uh, the contrite spirit of God to where he loves us. He, he, he will sit down on a stair. Even though he's Lord of cre- creation, he'll, he will sit on the floor to have a conversation with us, you know, and think nothing of it because he, he loves us. That's just where his heart is at. So he's given, he's given us everything. Luke 12, 32, he's, he, it is his pleasure to give us the keys to the kingdom of God. It's his pleasure to withhold nothing for us, his, his saints of God, his beloved. It says we, we also receive glory back in, in Revelations. We will receive glory. We receive his glory. Why? Because we have glory emanating from us. People will call us on the phone. I thank you so much. You know, da-da-da-da-da. And what do we say? I give glory to God. I give honor to God. Anything glorified you see in me, it's God's glory. You know, I give him credit. He's my source. He's my source. And that glory that we receive, it's, it's noted in Zephaniah, that God, he actually sings over his beloved. He sings, which is, is, which is tremendous. So we sing to him. He sings back to us. And I think it was uh, a few weeks ago, we were, it was our turn to do ministry. And uh, I think Lou remembers this when we were saying hallelujah. And it sounded like a, a shofar was going off. And we were like, where's that coming from? You remember that, Chrissy? Yeah, there was a, it, sound, it, was a, it was a beautiful sound. It sounded like I was looking for Maria. I was looking for Ted. I was like, do they have a shofar? But we were praising, and we were getting into worship, and we would say hallelujah. And it's a, we would hear like a oh. So, you know, that sign is like the king is here. You know, things, things are coming down. Walls are coming down. Barriers are being removed. Amen. The ram, because of the ram's horn anointing which was uh, demonstrated there in Jericho. Amen. They took the city. They took the hearts of the people there.
by the power of God. So, uh, I covered uh, Romans, I covered all the attributes, but um, in your prayer time, as the Lord leads, um, each one of those, those key points there are going to give you revelation um, into what God has given you. Also in, in Ephesians 2 and 18, it does speak about when the Lord left, he did give gifts to men. So he was always giving to us. He was always teaching us. He was always uh, bringing us up into a, a greater revelation on, on his purpose here and what he was going to have us to do. Uh, honor. It also says honor. And um, in honor, it's Christmas time. Um, I saw a picture of the three, not the three kings, but the wise men from the east. Uh, the scripture says that they brought, I believe in Matthew chapter 2, they brought three types of gifts. It didn't, it didn't specifically say a number like, you know, what we're used to. We're, we're, and we're used to seeing pictures, three kings, right? It is not, the scripture doesn't say three kings. It says the wise men from the east, men from the east, plural, they brought three types of gift, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So those three types of gifts were, were a show of honor to who the king was, even as a baby. They recognized him as a king. And those three types of gifts, it represented who he was, which is king, right, the gold, the priest, frankincense, the incense, and the myrrh, the prophetic anointing, and also uh, for preservatives at, at his time of burial. The myrrh is like a preservative. So they honored him. People will honor you. People honor Pastor Tom and Becky because of the call and what they've done uh, in terms of uh, lifting up the name of the Lord and advancing God's kingdom. So people are going to honor you. People are going to do nice things for you. People have given us, people that didn't even know what I did, right? They didn't know I, was, I preached, didn't know I was crazy about Jesus, didn't know my wife, but they've given me extravagant gifts, nice things, you know, uh, nice gifts. They, they, people just give it to you because they, you've blessed them in some kind of way, you know, or it's, it's just that they feel the presence, the glory on you. So they're going to, people are going to honor you. Amen. Amen. And, and they honored the Lord. Remember when, uh, I think it was, um, Mary Magdalene. She, she washed the feet of Jesus with her hair, and she used an expensive perfume. She could, I mean, obviously, you, you're looking at a woman that couldn't help herself. She was just completely in love. She had a revelation on who God was. He was just not an ordinary man. He was, he was the Lord of creation. Amen? Amen. God has given us also blessing. Every spiritual blessing, which, are, which is priceless, the anointing, the kingdom, eternal life. He's given us joy. He's also given us peace, love. He's given us friends. He's given us brothers. He's given us sisters. He's given us fathers. He's given us mothers. Every spiritual blessing. Those are spiritual blessings. Our Heavenly Father, I'm summing it up. Our Heavenly Father has left us an inheritance through Jesus Christ. In order for us to carry out our purpose in the earth successfully which is to advance the kingdom of God and to destroy the works of the devil. 
Luke 12, 32, once again, it states that it is the Father's pleasure to give you and I the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Father wants us to operate in the provision of the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of this world. Um, the written word was primarily written for our sake, to edify us, to build us up, and to exhort us. Jesus knew long ago that he was the king of all before the worlds were formed. Amen. All right. Go in the joy of the Lord. Thank you guys for waiting and, and sitting in and fellowshipping with us tonight. Be empowered. Be, be strengthened today. the kingdom of God and his righteousness.